The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the sports gambling podcast network. My name is Tom Jenkins. Join me with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing good. I was just hanging out with uh, my friend Cat in, in my bathroom where he is uh, uh, he's isolated for, for two weeks till he can meet my other cats. Uh, he's coming along well. You know, he, he rubs up against our legs and whatnot. He, he, but I feel bad for him. He's just like in there in our bathroom because because there's nowhere else he can go where where the other cats aren't he's got his litter box he got some toys got, got a little bed in there but every, every time i check it out he's just like sitting in the same spot so uh, i'm i'm eagerly awaiting when, when we can uh have them meet because i think there there'll be uh there'll be some some frenemies to start holy shit how many cats do you have well three now all right that's i guess uh i'll limit put a limit on that <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, three, three, three is a good limit. Two, two was a good limit too. But and then th- th- this cat kind of chose us. So. Uh huh. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm still watching this uh, Vancouver Canucks Edmonton Oilers game. Zero zero through almost halfway through the game, and uh, there's pretty good odds that uh, through the other three regular season games that it will not be zero zero. So what we're seeing the scrubs, especially from the Canucks side, it looks like a bunch of. The bums playing on this team. Uh, they could actually play a lot of starters, so that's interesting. Other than that, you know, we're recording two in one night here, so yeah, that, that's that's the only update I got. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still here, still still dealing. You're trying to tell me nothing's changed in the past hour and a half, Joel? What the fuck? Nothing, man. Just a little slightly drunker. Home teams <laughs> are are four and zero so far tonight with uh. No, with uh, all the other games are either two uh, one Jets or, or tied. So home, there you the go. Home, home trend is going. Did you, did you call that? You two called it. Yeah, I called it. I mentioned that last night. Last I, night, I round robin them today. So hopefully I come out come out with some profit. Oh yeah, bro. Maybe that's on some for preseason. I was always thinking, you know, preseason over is just hit, and every one I fucking bet got burnt, and every one I faded ended up going fucking over. So I don't know, man. It's just good to have hockey back, yo. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Still haven't fucking watched any, but would be nice. It's on the list of shit to do. Fucking, we'll get out there tomorrow, yo. Um, all right, every go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast, Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, we got NHL preseason. We were just talking about it. Uh, NBA is going to be firing up pretty goddamn soon. We got college football. It's been popping off. It's been absolutely electric. It's going to be another six Saturday. A couple of big games on the slate. 
Uh, the NFL. Why am I fucking dying? Holy shit. The NFL is fucking sick, dude. There's been so much cool stuff happening. So uh, MLB, uh, right? I'm not even going to ask you because I feel like I've asked you three times in the past two nights for Christ's sake. Oh, the, 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 the Phillies won tonight with a uh, Bryce Harper home run, and I, I bet on that with one of my risk-free bets. So that was a big, big hit there, 7-1. to one. Hell yeah. Well, there you go. See, so fucking keep up the day. Follow around on Twitter. It'll give you some baseball winners and shit if you want. Um, anyways, tons of stuff in the world of sports, man. Obviously, you can find that all at the SGPN website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on, of course. Um, read the articles, dude. Tons of fucking good articles coming out. We talked about it a bit last show that we recorded a fucking finished record about 20 minutes ago. But yes, yeah, still, Ryan is banging out a shitload of articles pertaining to the NHL season coming up. Uh, division totals, you know, best bet, shit like that. So be sure to go check it out. He's absolutely killing it. I uh, listen to the other shows as well. Everybody does such a fucking sick job, bro. Uh, and of course, shout out to all my friends pals in the Discord. Our boy Catfish Daily just had a big bet. I'm fucking dying here. So can one of you guys say what the fucking bet was? Holy shit! Yeah, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a sports book out there that is not our good friend at DraftKings. I have an offer of every team that made the playoffs last year in the Eastern Conference to make it again at ninety to one. Uh, so that uh, that seems. I'm going to do some calculations after this show, but that seems like a pretty good bet. They have the same thing for the West at forty nine to one. I mean. That seems like something you can you can end up like arbing or trying to hedge in season if if you know six of eight of them look like they're gonna make it and you can just kind of you know bet bet the teams that didn't make it last year and I'm sure there's some money to be made there. Bro, you can give me anything at ninety to one and I'll be like hell yeah <laughs> five bucks on it. Who gives a shit, right? So what do you say that you found for that? The max you could throw down on it was a hundred. I thought a hundred. Catfish said it was two hundred for him, so it it, it varies. Good gracious, good gracious. But anyways, that's pretty sick. That's the kind of stuff you can find in the Discord, yo. It's not just, oh, what's the preseason D-Gen parlay going to be? Well, let's, let's, you know, let's be different gamblers, but yet we're just going to fucking parlay everything. Get the fuck out of here. That's the kind of stuff we get in the hockey channel, which is absolutely sick, yo. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. You guys are absolutely electric in there. Uh, um, if you want to get in the Discord, holy fuck. I got sugar lung. I got the white lung. Um, reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HCP Twitter account. We'll get you going there too. The intern will be sure to point you in the right direction. Or you can reach out to, uh, the, I don't know. You can go to some underground black metal fucking show out there in BC or something. And if you see a guy just sitting in the corner trying to sneak a cigarette inside, you know, just smoking into his own jacket, chances are that's Joel. And you can ask him and he'll show you, hey, bro, how do I get in the fucking Discord? And he'll be like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch Mayhem and fucking smoke a Donnie. But in between fucking little hits of his little smoke, I'll tell you this how you get into the Discord, baby. Nah, just look at the 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 five foot eleven guy getting smashed around with a bunch of six foot four or six foot five boys. Uh in the mosh pit. Uh, that's where you'll find me. And uh, I'll be. There's no way you still pit at this age. There's no fucking way in hell. I don't. I'm drunk that. enough. Absolutely, buddy. Just uh, ask my ex girlfriend. Hopefully she's Fuck. listening. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, man. I haven't been in the pit since. Christ, I can't even remember. Maybe about six years ago, seven years ago. You're overdue. No, I will be dead. I'll be overdone. <laughs> Over- overdone. <laughs> overdone. Over- overcooked. Over- yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> All right, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Hockey SGPN, and also make sure you're subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and turn on those auto downloads so you get the episodes as soon as they are published. We're going to be coming in, coming in hot, mostly most days this week and next week leading up to the season. So make sure you get those right in your feed and leave us a five star rating and review. Hell yeah. 
So I was a little distracted here. I had an Amazon package that came in today. I finally got a chance to open it. I ordered books off Am- I ordered cookbooks off Amazon. Is that fucking stupid? <laughs> like, is that like, we're old as shit? I'm getting excited because I got a cookbook coming in off Amazon for Christ's sakes. But you can't you can't just like look that stuff off stuff up online for free. But you know what? I fucking yeah, you can. Is it like is it like a chef's cookbook? Like, is it someone you like? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh fucking Sansor Katz. So he's like the king of fermentation. Oh, of He's the king of fermentation, bro. Like I, I be kind get. I like the idea of making your own ingredients. I made my own mustard the other day. It's it actually just finished it. It's ready to go. It's fucking sweet. So I don't know. This is cool. It teaches you just how to ferment stuff, right? So I'm just gonna be a fermenter, if that's the fucking word. I don't know. Whatever. I'm gonna end up killing my like poisoning myself or some shit. But I don't know. Fuck it. It's sick. That's what happens when you get old. You don't go and mosh at fucking black metal shows. You just buy cookbooks off Amazon and start fermenting. Jesus. Um. All right. What do we got? Do you got ads? Right. Yeah. Make sure uh, you check out uh, Game Time. Game Time is buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time app experience. You can get the flash deals, last-minute tickets, images of seat views, lowest price guarantee. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event. So you can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deal on tickets right up to the day of the event. And the game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. In Underdog Fantasy, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going 5-for-5 if you play along your favorite football team all season long. Of course, they're still giving away $100,000 every Sunday, $10,000 to 10 different people, a total of $2 million in prizes all season long. Uh, So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double double your first deposit of up to five hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, we're keeping our Atlantic Division previews on here. We're working our way through. Obviously, last episodes we did. Fuck, I don't remember who we did. We did <laughs> fucking the Trey Red Wings and the Montreal Canadiens. For Christ's sakes, uh, we're moving on to a couple teams that are definitely better than those two, and uh, some probably two potentially arguably the most interesting teams in the actual division here. Uh, so we're going to kick things off. First teams we're going to talk about is the Ottawa Senators, obviously. Uh, Joey, let's get fucking going here, buddy. What have we got going on with Ottawa? Yeah, this is an interesting episode for a couple of the boys in the Discord who've been fighting over these two teams for the past few weeks, it seems like. Shout out to uh, BBC and Thor Lebowski once again. Uh, yeah, Ottawa. I think that they should be the higher of the two teams. But uh, speaking of last year, there were high hopes for the Senators in 2022, much like this year. After the summer of Pierre, who traded for Debrinkat, signed Claude Giroux, signaling a proper end to Ottawa's rebuild. But due to bad goaltending and early season injury, injury to the number one center, Josh Norris, and the worst shooting percentage in the league, the Senators missed the playoffs yet again. Uh, they did, however, make an excellent trade for Jacob Trickton towards the end of the year, who, along with the emerging stud D-man Jake Sanderson, suddenly turned what was once a weakness into a strength of the team. 
the Senators were 17th in expected goals for percentage prior to acquiring Shikran, but 11th afterwards. So you can see what he means to the team. He lightens the load that Thomas Shabbat has carried, giving them an elite defense from both of the main pairings. Although it seems like uh, Chikrin will be paired with Shabbat, with Sanderson being on the second pair early on, um, projecting forward in the season, giving the, the, the deep pairings. But, but yeah, even though the season turned into a disappointment after the initial high hopes, this positive finish means they can uh, refresh those hopes for this coming seasons. Uh, coming season. So yeah. It, it, uh, Senators' season was uh, obviously disappointment, giving you know their off season all hype going into it. But at the same time, it's understandable why they they finished where they did. So, yeah, it, they they didn't succeed, but there there's still a lot of hope going forward. Yeah, there, there there was a lot of hope going into last season, as you said, and you know they did disappoint in that way. But looking at at Hockey Reference has their point total last year finished with 86 points. Their preseason point total over under was 86 and a half. So they pretty much Nailed it there right on the head. They pretty much met expectations in terms of that. But in terms of what they expected after that big offseason, bringing in Giroux, getting to brink at, I mean, they, they expected to take that next step. But as you said, that the injury to Josh Norris, absolutely huge for them. They, I mean, if you lose you lose a top 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 line, second line center, you're not really going to replace, replace them, even if Tim Stutzel did have a breakout season with 39 goals, 90 points, pretty good chocolate point per game player. Giroux t- turned turn back the clock, 79 points. So yeah, they 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 kind of found some stuff moving forward, and, and that Chikrin trade was was fantastic. It was a sign that the Senators aren't going to back down; they're going to just keep going in, and they you know kept that going this offseason. We'll, we'll get into that, but yeah, last season I expected Ottawa to make the playoff. Not expect, I I, I thought they could. I hoped they hoped they would. Maybe some expectations, but ultimately came up short of that. But I think it was still still a step in the right direction for for Ottawa, uh, given all things considered. Yeah, you guys touched on a lot of the main points there, man. Obviously, last year at Ottawa, they, I don't want to say they had high expectations, but this is the team that constantly over the past four years have been saying we're trying to take a step in the right direction, trying to take a step in the right direction. And it's hard to argue that they haven't. Now, this still is a team that hasn't made playoffs, right? So, you know, at what point is that step in the right direction over the past four years a, a failure? You know, I get it. They got better to where they were. They were shambles. At least they have a system in place right now. They have a program. They have good, good fucking strong players. And you saw that with the emergence of obviously Tim Stoss had a fucking breakout year last year not sure if i like the guy but 78 games played 39 to 51 assists for 90 points because he dies like a european soccer player you know it's not even that you know what i don't the reason i don't like him is the reason that i do like him he's got a big fucking mouth on him like what he said with the brink cat leaving i love that I love that. He's like, if you don't want to be here, get the fuck out of here. I I think that's kind of cool. Um, I, I I I I didn't see the full thing, but like I I saw that was just taken out of context. It was it was more like, oh, if you don't want to be here, you know, go go play somewhere you want to be. Like like more like a like a tone like that, not like I get the fuck out. Well, fair enough. I think you should have rode with it. But the one thing that did come out, I think it was last week when and to, okay. Give me, just give me a minute to fucking blow up on this bullshit because this is fucking ridiculous. He says in an interview, oh, you know, yeah, I, I like signing the fact that I signed for, you know, $8.9 million. I think it's hard to win if you are have a couple guys making over $10 million. Oh, like, oh, oh no. Oh, fucking <laughs> yeah. Let me pump the fucking brakes right here. And let me, let me, yeah, again, uh, there's two people in this world that are in the same category, and it's Tim fucking Stutzel and it's BBC. 
okay? Because let's get the fucking facts straight before we start going anything here, okay? Tim Stutzel signed that fucking, what was it, eight-year, $8 million contract worth, uh, yeah, eight-year, $8.35 million contract. This motherfucker signed this in the offseason after his second career year in the NHL, coming off a season which in 79 games he put up 58 points. 22 goals, 36 assists. That's fine for a sophomore. But don't you, or sophomore, but don't you fucking sit there for a single second and tell me that Pierre Dorian was even offering you $10 million after that fucking season you put up, okay? So he signed that before he put up 90 fucking points, before he even started the season last year. And if you're telling me that this motherfucker, after putting up 90 last year, if he had been negotiating his contract this year, wouldn't have been asking for north of $10 million, you're fucking high. So, Timmy, it's good optically. You're feeding into the Sens market. Market, but I'm not buying your fucking bullshit, okay? That $10 million contract wasn't even on the fucking table when you signed it. You were just too dumb to wait and bet on yourself. So, fuck you. I got no respect for that, you piece of shit. I wish he was on my team, though, but still. Hey, hey that's another mark for Pierre Dorian over the Kyle Dubas model, though, no? It is. Hey, if you can, if you can, you're right. That was the mistake Dubas did. He said, the, oh, if you have time, use it. Well, guess what? These guys lit the lamp, but then you had to pay them. So credit to Dorian on that one. We'll get into him later. Don't you worry when it comes to this team. But anyways, the, you know, Jacob Chickram was definitely a great pickup for them last year as well. You know, he only played a handful of games for the team. I think like 12 and shit like that. But still, that's the guy that you want. That was a great move. And Brian touched on it too, you know, the the revitalization of, of Claude Giroux. Although I think it's safe to say he never truly went anywhere. The guy's been a stud his entire fucking career. But it put up 79 points in 82 games for his hometown team uh, especially at his age man that guy's still an absolute killer so uh it, it's a good sense team don't get me wrong it's just a shame that they're kind of stacked in uh in a fucking exceptional atlantic division right uh as for the offseason the main question the sense needed to answer this offseason was the depreciate's future and when it was clear he wasn't going to resign in ottawa they had to get the best price for him which they clearly did uh given the fact that the breakout held all the leverage receiving Kubelik, a prospect, a first and a second from the Red Wings. There's the Aja plan from you. Was an impressive deal, especially in conjunction with uh, Sonic Tarasenko for for, uh, for free, who should replace some of uh, Dabrinka's goal scoring. Um, that's a coup for the Sens. Uh, it's also important that it's a, it's a one-year deal, which should force Vladdy to be heavily invested in performing all season for this next deal seeing as he was disappointed in what he was offered this past offseason. That, that's why he signed with the Sens. He, he wanted better deals. He wanted to go to better places, but uh, the Sens gave him uh, the best offer. So that that's where he went. Um, but the real gamble for the Sens is in goal. Trusting in Jonas Corpusala, a goalie who can get hot for stretches, but never for too long. Um, five years at $4 million per is a, a lot to give a guy who hasn't shown any kind of consistency. But... If you play like you did for the Kings last year in particular, it'll be another one of Dorian's best moves uh, he's made. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that's that's another gamble. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you're risking a lot to to give a guy like that uh, who hasn't shown the same kind of consistency over multiple years that kind of money. So that that's that's kind of a problem. Overall, though, we got to give him a B plus. Um yeah, I, I think that the Sens did a good job considering with the hand that they were dealt considering DeBrincat wasn't being re-signed. He didn't want to resign and all that. But yeah, Dorian did a decent job adjusting um, to the cards he was dealt. So B-plus for the Sens. 
I'll start right there where you finished the the goaltending. I think Corpus Allo is you know the the, the kind of linchpin in, in all this. It's you know they, they counted on Cam Talbot kind of in, the, in that similar role last year. He he did not do well, but Corpus Allo you know he showed last year he can be a good goalie. Nine fourteen save percentage overall, nine twenty one in eleven games with the Kings. So he was able to you know go to a new system and st- still play well. But he has those seasons of eight eight ninety four, eight seventy seven, a few eight ninety sevens in there with Columbus. But Columbus was a bad team, so we talk about this all the time. Like a goalie can only be good as as a team makes them. And Ottawa now has that defense in front of them with Chabot, with Chikorin, with Sanderson, who they gave that big contract to. You know, that's three legit defensemen, three three out of your six defensemen that are going to be on the ice for you know close to half the game there. And yeah, I think the. To make a trade, I wasn't sure what I thought about it at the time, but look, looking at it now, they they signed Tarasenko for five million to kind of replace him while while also getting Kubalik and and the future, so they can a turn first either and a second from a guy who didn't want to resign. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah and they, they they was it a first and a second? I've I seen think a, fir- so. a first and a fourth. Okay. Maybe it was con- maybe it was or conditional somewhere. Who knows? But either way, get, getting a first at all is was was impressive. At first, along with Kubalik, who's who's been a serviceable. NHLer for, for Detroit, 20 goals last year, still, you know, 28 years old. So he can be a good third line guy. And, you know, getting Josh Norris back is going to be probably one of the biggest additions. He can slot, slot in there on the second line behind Stutzel after, after the breakout year. Uh, they still have to figure out what they're doing with Shane Pinto. I think he's still unsigned. They might trade uh, Matthew Joseph to the Flyers. I know Danny Breer has been, been around that. But yeah, the, the Senators, I think, had, had a great offseason. They're once again, had a fantastic offseason, and now they have expectations going into this season. I give their offseason what? I think same as you, B plus. The additions that they made, I like. There's no way around it. You look at the guys that you brought in. You know, bringing the likes of like a Vladimir Tarasenko, potentially solidifying the goaltending position. That's been a big problem for this team. Jonas Corpusella does that. Uh, although technically they had a goalie in Gustafsson, but they fucking got rid of him. So that's neither here nor there. That's a different year's problem. Obviously bringing in Jake Chikrin uh, towards the end of the year last year. But Ryan, you touched on the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about here, and that's what the fuck are we doing with Shane Pinto? Uh, yeah, this guy's only 22 years old. He's a fucking established center in the in the NHL. I know last year maybe didn't necessarily put up the points that you wanted, but to still have this guy as an RFA unsigned here during camp, what the fuck are we doing here? And part of it happening too, it's like uh, from word around from what I'm hearing is, or reading rather, not hearing, but reading is like they're trying to give him like $1.2 million, $1.5 million for like one year just to get through the season. And if I'm Shane Pinto, I'm saying fuck you. Like, honestly, like, uh, no, everybody else got paid. Fucking, like, don't get me wrong. Shane Pinto isn't better than the likes of, obviously, he's nowhere close to, like, uh, a Timmy Stutzel or the potential of a Jake Sanderson here. But the fact that those guys were able to get money, hell, you didn't have to take Dominic Kubalik in the deal that you got bringing over fucking to bring Cap for Christ's sakes, but he still do it. You knew my contract was coming up. You paid Tarasenko. You paid fucking Corpusello. Like I said, you gave the $8 million to fucking Sanderson for Christ's sakes, but yet you don't have enough for me. I'm the one that has to take a little bit of a deal. And if you look at this fucking Ottawa team here, center is kind of the only thing that's running a bit thin, you know? Like, yes, Timmy Stutzel's an absolute stud. You guys were talking about uh, Joshua Norris. Well, guess what? Joshua Norris has pretty much missed the past two seasons to a fucking shoulder surgery and dislocated shoulder. And right now, currently in camp, he's fucking out because of shoulder pain. So, like, what's to say that that's instantly going to be better? You think he plays a whole season for this team? I fucking don't. So, meanwhile, all these guys got paid here. Your problem is at center, and you have a centerman that you literally can't afford to sign, but everybody else got paid. It's not as pretty as it looks under the surface there, man. Like, optically, yes, this the team looks fucking great, you know? But 
I think there's a, a little more that meets the eye there, man. So, uh, I don't know, just from a player's point of view, I'd be like, what the fuck? How come everybody else got their cookies, but I didn't? So, uh, But in the end, it's only like, I don't want to say it's only Shane Pinto, but it's not like we're talking about a number one center here. But the more center depth you have, the better. And that's something that we've established on the show. We've gone through a couple of these teams and, you know, off Ottawa's full of wingers that are successful. They got fucking great our number one center and shit. Their defense looks good as well. But, hey, man, like you got to have that fucking center depth. So as far as this offseason goes, it's not done. You know, do we see do we see the fucking Joseph save or Joseph trade that Ryan was talking about? That's kind of the guy that you would think at and look and say, yes, he's probably the odd man out here. Even Dominic Kubalik, like one year left on the deal, 28 years old, two point five million dollars. That money should easily be what you're establishing to Shane Pinto. So they're going to have to do something here. Word around is, though, if I heard that if they were willing to trade uh, fucking Mattia Joseph is that they're they're looking to get stuff back it's like you're against the cap bro you're a team that's up against the cap what team is nobody's gonna you're not getting anything back you need to shed salary you know that's just how this works in the nhl so if they if they keep going out with that mindset man i i don't know i like pierre dory i think he's done some smart things with this team but i think sometimes you got to face reality and another side of it is hey we got a fucking team that's up against the salary cap tight that came in afford to sign certain players that hasn't made the playoffs in the past four years so or longer than that so i i don't know it's Ottawa's a good team optically, but I think it's not as pretty as everybody's kind of making it out to seem. Especially Joseph, Joseph had uh, two snipes off the rush Wednesday night too tonight, so uh, maybe maybe that'll get something moving. Maybe it will. Well, Pinto is an RFA, right? So he he'll get a comfy deal because unless somebody makes an offer sheet for him, he's gonna sign just like uh, Rasmus Sandin last year, right? He was holding up for a while. He held he, up for two days. Yeah. <laughs> it but like look at look at the likes of when it does go that way look at william nylander when he finally signed and he came back his whole season was fucked do you uh, want to do this kid pinto is not nylander pinto is is no. less um like pinto has more to prove this season than than nylander did everyone knew that nylander was an excellent player at the time and uh could use that leverage that way but i don't think that they'll have a problem uh, signing pinto at a, especially if nor if, if you're right about norris then they're going to do what it takes to 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 sign pinto yeah. if norris's injuries are legit uh because the the sends are, are are pretty much win now mode right now given what they've done with their 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 salary cap and their assets and all that so yeah i'm not too worried about that on the RFA front here, I, I don't know what just not not to go too off tangent here, but what what are the Ducks doing? They have 16 million in cap space with Zegers <laughs> and Drysdale unsigned. Like that, that, insane. That's insane. There, <laughs> uh, just being cheap. They're fucking broke in Anaheim. I don't know. Uh, Dis- Alex, Dis- Alex Disney's Kalor, not giving million. them money. <laughs> yeah, they paid Alex Kalorn. But these <laughs> <guys are not laughs> Alex Kalorn's got to give. Zegers he bought like Alex. four new jet skis. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely bananas, yo. Anyway, uh, yeah, projecting forward uh, with the starting lineup projected to be comprised of players mostly in their early and mid-20s and only three 30-plus-year-old players. The Senators are a team with a ton of upside, especially when you consider what their highly touted younger younger players have already shown. This team's success depends on Josh Norris coming back healthy. Uh, maybe Talon's put a bit of uh, – doubt on that um he practiced today and took contact he, he took contact which is a big, big step okay that's encouraging but if he does that allowed shane pinto who is reminiscent of more like a philip the kind of player with more goal scoring upside to play in the three hole if he is signed of course with uh a stutzler leading the charge in the top line after uh career in 2022 brady kachuk is getting stronger year over year he actually 
had the highest expected goal scored last year, but he only finished low 40s or high 30s, I think I saw. And uh, so he's got to work on his finishing, but clearly he's getting the right positions to score these goals. So if he can work on that finishing, he can get a few more. And he's also got a burgeoning chemistry with Tutsla. Drew still playing at a high level. Two-way player like uh, him, Kachuk and Stutzla are an excellent line if he can maintain that two-way play because uh, Stutzla and Kachuk don't play a lot of defense. So Giroux's got to do that kind of work for that top line. And uh, yeah, and on the power play, he continues to be a threat there. We mentioned already the addition of Chikrin, how he immensely helps this team become something more complete. Over the course of the whole season, that should translate into a lot more wins. If, um, you know, he only played a, a dozen games last year. Um, that allows uh, Jake Sanderson to take a more of a role on the on the second deep pairing. Um, but again, it relies on the goaltending, not undermining this team once again. Like last year, goaltending was shite. Uh, so as long as you get a few saves uh, and the defense does a little bit better of a job, protecting them, sheltering the goalies, then, um, yeah, the, the, the Sens team should be good. With so much talent on this team, there's no reason why they should have the worst shooting percentage in the league. That, that We mentioned Kachuk, but as a whole team, that, that they were bad in terms of shooting percentage. So I think that'll go up. Um, although the power play was uh, uh, a bit above expected, so maybe the power play percentage goes down, but the overall 5-5 five and five goes up, so that should even out. But we'll be looking for a lot of positive regression overall as this team uh, finally returns to the playoffs. So I'm, I'm heavy on this team. I make no bones about it. We're going over the point total. We're going to make them the playoffs. And I even sprinkle a little bit of the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference futures. Why the fuck not at such big prices? Uh, I don't know, 40, 50 to 1, whatever it is now. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Sens this year. Yeah, I think the centers, you know, also uh, on the on the center note, uh, I think Claude Giroux could still probably slide over and play center if, if he has to, if Norris gets hurt and, and something happens with Pinto. But, you know, I, I, I believe in this team last year and then uh, fool me once. Shame on uh, shame on you. Fool me. Uh, you can't get fooled again. So uh, I'm not going <laughs> to fold again here with these Sands. I'm believing in them. I, I think the Sands are, are, are a good squad here. It's a, it's a tough division. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure what team ahead of them is going to fall off. I think one of them will. But I, I like the Sands to, to go over the point total. like them to make the playoffs. And, yeah, I, I don't mind, you know, taking a stab at them to win the cup, win the conference. You know, if Corpus Allo can be a 914, 921 save percentage type goalie, which I think he, you know, potentially can behind this this the stack defense here and you know they, they have the talent up front i think they they have what it takes to you know if they get in the dance why can't they pull the panthers and just you know make it all the way to the stanley cup final so yeah I, i'm pretty high on the senators once again this year uh yeah so make playoffs uh, plus 130 i think would be my my best bet on them um it's it's a good fucking team dude you look at the talent on this team you can't you can't dispute it there's a lot of players that we already ran through and talked about um, so that's fair. We we haven't mentioned Brady Kachuk yet. Like that guy's always going to be an absolute fucking killer, especially at 24 years old. He's I mentioned how he sucks at shooting the puck in the net. <laughs> well, well, you can get better at that though. I mean, he's good at everything else. That's so what I'm saying. You got enough guys that can score with fucking goals there. Um, so yeah, I know. Don't get me wrong. It's a good team, man. But I I just I look at I look at the East and not even just not even just the Atlantic Division here. I look at the East alone, and I'm sorry, I got Auto on the outside, man. It's a battle. They could get in. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's no reason to doubt that this team couldn't do it. But there's 
Four other teams in this division, personally, that I have getting in over top of them. And then when I look over into the Metro as well, surprisingly, there's another team that I think could solidify them over the wildcard spot. And obviously, we'll get to that when we get into the Metro division previews. Mm-hmm. But based for that, based on that, man, I I can't have Ottawa out here, dude. Like uh, the whole Jonas Corpusello thing. Like I was always kind of big on him when he was in Columbus, man. I thought this guy was an absolute stud. He proved himself. He played well when he was with LA last year too. Um, but uh, let, let let's see it when you're doing when you're the set number one guy. Like Anton Forsberg is a good backup, but you know what? It's he he had a pretty good one-two going on there, whether you didn't like fucking what was going on in Columbus or not. But still, dude, so to see him as a full-on number one here, he's going to get a majority of the starts, obviously. So let's see how he kind of plays up at that. Um, defensively, they're good. Offensively, there's no way around it. They're good. But like I said, just level of competition and those games that they're going to be playing against those harder teams in the Eastern Conference, I got them missing the playoffs. I'm not saying that they're going to be on like Detroit level or Montreal level or anything like that, but I, I, have, I have them on the outside looking in. Uh, any uh, any awards bets you like, Joel? I know, I know you throw that throws in sometimes. Oh yeah, we've been over this. Um, who do I have? Uh, uh, Stutzla for the the Richard. Uh, Richard, interesting. Yeah, I mean, he had a bunch of goals last year. No reason to expect him not to continue to progress in that regard. Um, fuck, I uh, he, 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 he's, he's, he's sixty to one for the Richard. He's hundred to one for the Hart. Hundred fifty. Any, yeah, any, any Norris you like? Any uh, Chabot? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're remembering my old bets here. I gotta pull up my oh. old sheets here. Um, oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I do have a bunch of uh, awards bets for the Sens. Uh, yeah, so it's the Richard, 101, and um, for the the Hart, yeah, so it's 150 to one. It's it's not gonna hit, but 150 to one. Why the fuck not? If you can find that price still. Uh, but other than that. Uh, not too much for the Sens uh, awards, but just a couple long shots there uh, on on old uh, Jimmy Stu. Brian, you got anything or no? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm wondering. I'm curious as to what the uh, Jack Adams is for him, because if, if Ottawa does somehow win the division, I have to imagine. Yeah, yeah. He'd win Jack Adams. DJ Smith, if, yeah. twenty-five to one. If that's what I got, but I think he's gone down a lot, so it's tough to back now under twenty uh, to one. Twenty-five to one. I'm saying here. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's not bad. If you can get 25 to 1, absolutely, I totally back that. Yeah. Big, big old barrel on him. So you got to fucking like that. Um, all right. Uh, that's good. What, what do we got for us? Right, we're brought to you by uh, VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP, VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Uh, Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head to head with other shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. And if they win, they get $1,000. Uh, to place on a Super Bowl future. They will cut you in on the prize if they win. Uh, you get to vote on what team you t- they used the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. Uh, so you got to go to vsin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash vsin to submit your proof of purchase. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Enter any parlay into their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the whole parlay. You can sort players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which bets have value. 
So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, we're keeping it moving here. We're going to talk about the Buffalo Sabres. Jolie, what have we got going on with Buffalo? Sure, yeah. The other uh, end of the war between our boys and the Discord. Um, Buffalo have been one of the more exciting teams to watch in the previous few years. Uh, there's always high expectations for this team in the past uh, little while, but um, yeah, they, they've continually disappointed. But they, they did finish third in the entire league last year in goal scored. but also 26th in goals against so that tells you where their problems are um the the year Tage thompson finally grew into his body the big fucking guy he scored nearly 20 50 or 50 goals um yeah he, he's a late bloomer i guess but uh that's what happens i guess when, when you're uh, that fucking big you, you takes a while for your hands to catch up to the rest of you it does uh, <laughs> you would know giraffe um glimpses of the old Jeff Skinner though like we're seeing a little bit more uh, of, of what the the Buffalo Sabres paid for him um, he's looking pretty good now I don't think that that's a good contract by any means but uh, certainly better than it was looking a couple of years ago that's for sure uh, Rasmus Dahlin was playing on the Norris candidate, candidate for most of the year he was uh, right there in the mix and Owen Power finished third in Calder voting so they, they got an elite top D pairing going forward but Unfortunately, could not make the playoffs despite a late, strong push, but still plenty of encouraging signs with the Sabres going forward as the younger players continue to improve and a bit of smart management, but we'll get into that with the offseason. Maybe not so not so great. Uh, I, I don't think many people expected the Sabres to do what they did last year. Obviously, Tage Thompson nearly putting up, putting up 50, 94 points, 47 goals. Jeff Skinner actually remembering how to play hockey. Alex Tuck looking like, you know, a significant piece they got back in that uh, Jack Eichel trade. Rasmus Dahlin, as you said, a, you know, a, a great season by him. Owen Power, uh, Casey Middlestat, Dylan Cousins had a great season. Like they had these guys all step up, and, and that's what you know kind of propelled them to just what a point shy of the playoffs, I believe. Downfall came in net with with our friend uh, Yuko Pekka Lukanen being their primary starter, 891 save percentage. Craig Anderson, 908. Overall, they were at 896 save percentage, which was probably their downfall, I would have to imagine. But yeah, I think it was a was a, a, a great step for, for Buffalo, and it, and it gave them some expectations that, you know, they might not be able to live up to. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, as far as last year goes, you know, you guys kind of hit a lot of the points there, too. One of the biggest things that this team was lacking, unfortunately, was goaltending, you know. So, like, so, you know, Anderson, Uka, Pekka, Lukanen, and even Eric Comrie getting games. So obviously, we saw Devin Levi come up towards the end of the season. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that coming forward a bit here. But it's it's a thing. You guys kind of call the two. The players that you wanted to see take a step in the right direction ended up taking that step. And I'm glad you guys brought up the resurgence of Jeff Skinner, too. Is he worth $9 million? Fuck no, like Joel said. But, you know, he's getting a little bit closer to that, you know, all-star caliber play that we saw. This guy at one point, I think he was the youngest player to ever play an all-star game at a point when he was 18 years old with Carolina. So uh, the, the talent, the overall skill is there. Sometimes you just need the confidence, and sometimes you need that from your teammates, you know. And he's getting that a lot. We saw the emergence of Tage Thompson last year as well. He was fucking fantastic. Alex Tuck had a great season. Uh, I think part of the thing, too, last year was finally just – and trust me, we know, all know where I stand with this guy, but just finally getting rid of the whole Ico saga. And maybe getting rid of isn't the proper way to say it, 
just just parting ways mutually, whatever it might be, mutually, unmutually, but just from a team point of view, just saying, fuck it, we're, we're starting fresh-ish kind of thing, right? You know, so uh, a clean slate, I think that alone will be interesting to see how that, if that transitions over to this next upcoming season, we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, I mean, fuck it. The, the team played well last year and they just missed out on playoffs too. So I don't know, this is, it, it was a positive showing. There's no way around it. For sure. But uh, in the offseason, we expected more activity from this team after such a promising year. But we figured that they'd make more of an effort to get better this year, considering uh, how much positive steps they made last year. Um, signing Connor Clifton from the Bruins and uh, Eric Johnson from the Avalanche will provide more winning leadership, even though Eric Johnson has been playing with the, the fucking Avs like, training camp like, the whole time. They got to like, force the guy out of uh, Denver uh, <laughs> to go back to his, his new team. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, they'll provide more experience and tenacity in the back end, but altogether, it's been a pretty disappointing off season, especially considering the moves that the other teams and divisions have made or lack thereof. Like they, they could have made a bit more of a step, I think, given their, you know, they could have, they, they still have some cap space. They could have done some kind of moves, but, uh, I don't think that Eric Johnson, $8 million part, left. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it exactly. That that's why I was high on them early in the year, but I've kind of cooled down since then because they're uh, they haven't uh, maximized that cap space. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough off season. So we're we're just giving them <laughs> giving them a C, even though we're kind of high on this team, but we're, we're a little bit cooler now. So uh, just a C from us. I think a C is fitting for for the wait and see off season. It seems like they they put together there with with their their cap space. <laughs> <laughs> cast plays there that they, that they have. I mean, yeah, Eric Johnson is whatever. Connor Clifton is whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Bring in a few, a few, a few depth defensemen. Add, add some veteran presence to go go along with, with those kids there that are, that are. So it's a, it's a good good bridge the gap there. But yeah, it's it's Devin Levi. I think is going to be one of their non-acquisition off-season acquisition. They want him to take a big step forward. Um, I I could see them end ending up uh, signing Patrick Kane at some point during the season if, if Buffalo's somewhere in contention. I think Kane's from up there, so uh, I think he's been training around there at some point. So I could see. We know uh, a certain him. taxi driver has a familiarity <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. There. So yeah, the, the Sabers could have definitely done more this offseason, but also you kind of have to applaud them for not going out and overpaying. JT yeah. Confer overpaying Alex Colon, overpaying Corey Perry or Taylor Hall. That, I mean, maybe Taylor Hall back in Buffalo would have worked, but like, yeah, they didn't go out and overpay for guys that they knew wouldn't fit with them and wouldn't, you know, be worth what they were paying them. So they have pl- plenty of guys that are going to be uh, RFAs after this season. So they're probably going to you know, figure out who they want to, you know, prioritize there. But yeah, for, as far as this past off season, just yeah, it's just just pretty much a whatever. C nothing burger for for Buffalo. See, I know you guys are giving them a C here, but I'm going to give them a little bit higher. And that's because we're waiting to see what this team can be. (laughs) I'm going to give them a B just because they have that cap space. They have that $8.7 million. They still have these star players that we ran through, like the Tage Thompsons, Dylan Cousins took a set in the right direction. Fucking Victor Olfson has fucking a lot of skill, even though he's 28 years old. He's still great. Alex Tuck. So what what do you do with this, right? Like, what do you... 
what's the step forward? Well, we had success with a pretty much close to the same fucking group last year. Why not let them play it out? And then when we get closer to the season, we have the space. We can acquire guys through the season to plug in place. What are we missing? Are we missing a bit of center depth? Let's fucking go get it. We can afford to do it. Are we missing something on the back end? Not necessarily. When you look at the team, they look pretty okay on the defense, but still, we can go do that. Is Devin Levi not necessarily turning out? Well, guess what? We still have playoff aspirations. Let's go get a guy. So I like that. Let's see what we can be, you know? So I, I think there's definitely some value in that. I love the idea. Ryan, what you brought up is the potential landing spot for Patrick Kane. Fuck yeah, you got enough there to sign Kane, even if you just give him $4 million, $5 million for one year. You know, I know that's pretty expensive. Some people might jump the gun at that, but if he's healthy, he's definitely a good acquisition for this team. You still have 3 to $4 million left after this to toy around with. So I, I fucking like the Sabres, man. Off-season, like you said, boring. I think the way it's boring, we were all expecting a lot. It's boring, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're done. So if we're grading them on the offseason, yes, it's not great. But if we're grading on them, I think I think we'll see this team looking different by the end of the trade deadline. You're not believing the TSN rumors of Patrick Kane maybe going to uh, your hometown there in Toronto? Well, if we're... If, We'll get into that on the Leafs. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll skip that for now. Answer your question, no. No, no, I didn't think so. It's a clickbait, right? Patrick Kane to Toronto. Let's get everybody looking at their. You know sites. this market more than you know this market, Joel. For sure, for sure. Anyway, projecting the Buffalo Sabres, we get them at 92.6, which is a bit higher than market here. Uh, and we do project them to be in the mix for a wildcard spot. There's plenty of upside to this team, giving them a high ceiling. The likes of Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Olufsen, all in their prime. Darlene coming into it. The likes of JJ Paterka, Dylan Cousins, Owen Power, Peyton Krebs maturing. There's a ton of firepower on this team. They just need to start stopping pucks. But there's also the upside and the highly rated rookie goalie, Devon Levi, who might help with that. And he and he, he should be able to steal Lukanen's starting job, who's been very up and down. Um, yeah, that, that there's a reason why he's a top three, top four pick to win the Calder Trophy next year. Um, yeah, and then the fact Sabres did not sign another goalie signals that they firmly believe Levi can take the next step this season, which in their case is crucial because there's going to be plenty of defensive lapses as the Sabres continue to play fast, attacking, aggressive hockey. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I bet a bit of the over, and uh, I think I bet a bit of like a random uh, long shots um, but, uh, at this point, I think that I would just stick with the over, uh, what is it? 91 and a half. I, I don't know if I would go over 92 and a half, but that's where I'm sticking, uh, with this team. Um, and, uh, I, I don't think that I would go with Levi for, for Calder just because the way that teams are playing these days, it, it's, it's ultra high scoring. It's not going to be a goalie win in this thing. I know he played well in the preseason game, whatever you can get all hype. Hopefully it <laughs> better players uh prices down you can get a better price than them so uh yeah no no not not too many bets on this team now at this point i bet some earlier in the season but i'm kind of cool and down on the sabers uh but uh yeah i think that they'll be in the mix for the wild card spot uh, right alongside right behind the senators uh hopefully yeah, I, I, I'm confused by this Sabres team. I, I, I want to like them. Uh, I will admit, Thor, that I, I have not watched them as much as I probably should, so I, I don't know exactly what's going on with them. I, I want to like them. I want to like Tage Thompson. I want to try to bet him for, for the Richard or the Hart. But I, I, 
I think they're right there with Ottawa. I think one of these teams takes the next step and one of these teams takes a step back. And I think Buffalo is more probably primed to regression. I, I don't know if I trust really any goalie going, any rookie goalie going into his first year. Obviously, Levi did have some NHL time last year going five and two, 905 save percentage, but it's going to be his first full pro season. No AHL time. I mean, pl- played in the Northeastern there, but not, not professional ranks. And yeah, they don't have, I mean, a good backup with it. You go back to and I do wonder if they will end up using that cap space on going to trade for a goalie. If you know what, if Levi can't handle it, go out and get, get a hell of a buck. If the jets are struggling, go out and get, get John Gibson, get someone like that to, to shore things up because yeah, they, they, they I mean, if, if, if they're all play, if they're playing well and goaltending is letting them down, I, I could see that happen at some point. But they yeah, have they, the option they, at least. They have they the have ability. The, they have the it. option to add where they need to, which is exciting. If if Skinner is able to keep up what he did last year, if Thompson doesn't have some sort of quote unquote sophomore slump, like a, a hangover after breakout year, Dylan Cousins, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to take a step forward or step back. There's so many question marks with this team. I do love their defense. I, I, I love Darlene. I love, love Samuelson, Power, all those guys back there. But th- there's too many question marks for me. And I, I agree with what Joel said earlier in the show. I think the Senators should be above the Sabres. But having said that, I think I would still probably take point total over or you can find them to make the playoffs at um, plus 100 even money. So I'd probably rather take that than lay the juice on a point total, but nothing I'm, I'm really too confident on with this team yet. I'd like the Sabres, man. I got them in the number one wildcard spot, to be honest with you. I think they're, I think I got them higher than the Sens. Obviously it's, it's a close battle and the point totals that we see right now kind of show that Ottawa at 90 and a half Sabres and 92 and a half. I personally, I think they hit over that 92 and a half because in order to make the playoffs, I think even in a wildcard spot, you have to be over that 92 and a half. Um, especially in the Eastern. Maybe it's not the same when you were talking out West, but in the East, I think so. Um, but yeah, like uh, we got, we talked about the studs. We talked about the Tage Thompsons. We talked about the Alex Tucks, you know. Um, but what what else is going to take this team is, is the depth. We see a guy like Casey Middlestead have a fucking great year last year. This is a guy that I feel like he's been in the league for, for fucking 10 years, for Christ's sakes. He's only 24 years old. You know, you have your veterans. You have your Kyle Pozos, who, yes, Fourth line minutes, hell, isn't fucking what he used to be at 35 years old. But it's that kind of leadership that you need in the room. The the structure is there for this team to have success, man. The Jordan Greenways as well. Uh, defensively, like Ryan was talking about, you love fucking Rasmus Dahlin. Uh, Samuel Sins, an absolute stud. Obviously, Owen Power, another guy that I really want to see have success. And he's a young guy that you're waiting to have a fucking breakout year. And there's no reason it can't be this year. Is a Henry Yokiharu. Like, this was a first-round pick to Chicago fucking a couple years ago. I don't remember which draft. But this player, I just know that I remember reading up on him. The analytic community absolutely loves this guy. He's a right shot defenseman. If he can have a stud too, and then you got those four slitted through in your back end, plus you got Connor Clifton, Eric Johnson as an addition too. Like, what's what's not to like about this team? You know, goaltending's the question. Like Ryan said, how often do we see a rookie goalie come in? And just solidify himself to be a number one. But you know what? I think the fucking league's overdue for this. The goalie community, we're overdue for this. So I'm fucking rooting for Devin Levi, bro. Let's come in here. Let's be the next fucking guy, yo. So uh, I think that from what I've seen, just watching a couple of his highlights and shit like this, and he's got the skill to do it. It, It's more than just skill, though. It's mentally, defensively, he's got a good team around him, offensively as well, too. But it's mental game, man. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm... I'm higher on Buffalo, I guess. You know, obviously there's still a lot of questions to ask, but it's like Ryan and I both said, man, they have that eight and a half, eight point seven million dollars that if they feel like we're lacking in something somewhere down the line, 
we can go get that. And keep in mind that does that doesn't mean that hey, we gotta wait till the trade deadline. What if you're fucking two and a half months in and you don't see what you like? Go get someone then. You know that'll only help the point total. There's there's no reason to wait, I guess. So they have the balls in their court. They're free to do whatever they want, and they have a pretty good foundation to build upon should they choose to do so. I like yeah. them over the point total. I like them making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't necessarily like Levi for the Calder. I don't think a goalie is is gonna win it, especially with so many talented forwards. But Going back to our, our old friend, the regular season win totals for goalies. Uh, Devin Levi is at 23 and a half. You can get the over for minus 115 at DraftKings. If you think he's going to be the starter, I mean, you could pack a Lukanen had 17 wins and 32 starts last year. Levi had five wins and seven starts. So I think that's probably a good bet if you're a, you're a believe or believe-ier. <laughs> I'd love, I'd okay. love an alternate under on that. but Alternate under? Yes. Absolutely, because he's, uh, he's just going to shit his pants. The the, the, the Sabers goaltending situation is going to be in flux. I think it's the, I don't think that he's a guaranteed starter, so it's just totally volatile. So I'd love an alternate, but of course you're not going to get that. So no bet. I'm just saying. In principle, that's something that you want to you want to look at, like uh, with, with something so so random. You'd want to take a, like an alternate over, like you just if you they believe that he takes over the job entirely. Yeah, you'll you'll take the alternate over. Well, uh, 26 and a half wins at uh, plus 170 or whatever. And, and, and the other way around, under mm-hmm. 20 and a half at plus 170, that kind of thing. Um, but then unfortunately, though, those markets don't exist. So uh, at that number, that that seems about right. I would, I would still lean under, but uh, I'm not going to bet that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not betting. I'm just saying if, if you believe if you believe in him, then, then I think that's a, that's a solid bet because he's he's not going to win the call or, or, or the best. No, that, that would be insane. I feel like we talked about this before. Um, uh, we're, we're digging Dalene, right? Do you, do you think there's any potential Norris conversations there if he has a breakout year? Obviously, the competition's tough with like some Makar fucking dominating and shit, but fucking guy had 73 points last year in 78 games. Why can't he improve on that? It's just yeah. there's too much competition and the odds are too short. Like the, the Sabres, I think, are going to be bad defensively again. They're going to let a lot of goals. And uh, I don't think that he has the kind of offensive production that <laughs> Eric Carlson had last year or um, Roman Yossi had two years ago. And, of course, Kale McCarr has every year. So I don't, I don't think that uh, Rasmus Dahlin is a good bet in that sense. Um, yeah, yeah, he's an awesome defenseman. It's just for the, the, the sake of the award, I don't think that he has quite the same numbers um, at least, uh, what is the number? Like nine to one, ten to one, even eight, eight to one. Yeah, eight to one. Yeah, it's yeah, not not good enough. I, that, that's, yeah, no, it's it's way too short. Yeah, that sucks. All right, fair enough. All right, anything else on Buffalo, or is that it, gentlemen? Uh, nothing more on Buffalo, but just updating the uh, the Eastern Conference bet we we, we shouted out catfish for the ninety to one thing. So oh, I, I found I found the best odds for each each Eastern Conference team to make the playoffs that made it last year. Put it in a parlay calculator. It is 14.5 to one. So the 90 to one is absolutely insane. And uh, <laughs> during this podcast, uh, I, d- I deposited money and my max went from 100 down to 2250. So I bet that. And, and I, I, I bet the West for the same because the West is 49 to one. I can't oh, imagine oh, it. It's close to that. This is why uh, <laughs> we need to get these legal books out here in BC. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Good find, good find, <laughs> good old catfish. That's why you got to be in the Discord. If, if Straight out of if Florida. If this did not happen while we were recording, it, no one would have heard about it. Discord, uh, you're, you're literally not losing. What's that fucking talent saying? You're, you're losing money if you're not in Discord. Exactly. Yeah. You're, not in Discord, you're fucking, you're losing money. Yo. Simple as that. 
Uh, all right, everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Hockey's fucking back. When's puck drop? October 10th, I think it is? Two weeks from Tuesday. Yesterday. Okay, so holy fucking shit. Although yesterday's going to be even more in the past when this comes out, so who fucking knows. But either way, <laughs> even sooner. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, you're right. We're inching our way even closer, yo. So October 10th, puck drop for the regular season. I'm sure we're all fucking stoked, yo. It's going to be absolutely electric. Uh, what else? NBA is going to be tipping off soon. Obviously, we got NFL is doing its thing. Let's fucking go Chargers. We got college football popping off. Uh, Ryder Cup is probably well underway by the time you're hearing this. I'm sure Europe is absolutely fucking kicking ass. Let's go. Uh, so hell yeah, everything's going on in the world of sports. Baseball playoffs is probably close to happening too, so be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, you can find all that information at the SGPM website. Be sure to go check it out, man. Read the articles. Ryan's pumping out a bunch of bunch of stuff. See what I did there? I didn't say shit. I said a bunch of stuff. So hell yeah, uh, be sure to read his articles, man. He's doing a kick-ass job. Uh, you know, division previews, best bets, all that good, all that good, not shit, good stuff. Uh, so hell yeah, man, check that out. And this is the, all the other shows, dude. Everybody does a kick-ass fucking job, yo. And it's that time of the year. I've been saying it for the past couple of shows, but it's literally the time of year where we pretty much have all the fucking sports happening at once, and we only get it for a little bit until baseball decides to decides to to finish up and go off into the sunset for better or for worse. Good riddance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if you're all about the four, then fucking this is your favorite time to be of the year. I shouldn't say alive, but that's a little bit grim. So it's the best time of the year for you. So, hell yeah, man. You can find all that information on the SGPN website. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. We proved on this fucking show alone why you have to be in the Discord. Fucking Catfish Daily coming from off the top rope with a 90 to 1 that's actually intriguing. Uh, so, hell yeah, man. That's the kind of shit that you're missing out. And you're missing out on some great goddamn conversations, too, yo. So, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money, baby. Uh, um, if you want to get in the Discord but you're not, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HTP Twitter account. Twitter intern will be all over that. He'll be fucking hooking you up. Or what you can do is you can try to find some guy moving into a fucking legal state so he can get these crazy fucking bets. If you see somebody that's hunting, you know, just to get a fake passport or a fake ID or some shit like this, then chances are it's Joel Meyer trying to get his hands all over this shit. And if you see him trying to do that, you can just ask him, hey, man, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. 90 to 1. Hell yeah. Also, how do I get in the Discord? And he'll fucking point you in the right direction, too, yo. It's either me or uh, Vladimir Trushkin's fixer. <laughs> one of the same maybe you are <laughs> uh, i'm hoping that bet's not 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 taken down by the, by the time that this drops uh what, probably what drop what friday at midnight thursday night friday morning so hopefully maybe you should still... put this one out first yeah maybe uh, uh, no you gotta be in the discord the, the, the discord people got the bet and if you're listening and, and it's taken down this is why you have to get in the discord I like that. That's a good. And that's point. why you should uh, subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hell yeah! Um, all right, guys. My name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins ninety four. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert SOP. Joel, mine. You'll find me making a case for a random bet that is not going to cash until April, but it's worth paying attention to. Michael Penix Jr., Washington quarterback, is favorite of the Heisman in some books now, but he is 50 to 1 to go first overall at the draft, while Caleb Williams is still around minus 500. Remember when Tua Tonga Viola was considered to be a lock for the first overall, and then Burrow did his thing? Phoenix is putting up insane. <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> Burrow has numbers this year. <laughs> 
But I think it's definitely worth betting on the same kind of thing happening again at 50 to 1. Those odds are more than double what Washington is at to win the Natty. If Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> wins the Natty with Washington, he's going to be absolutely in the mix for the first overall pick in the NFL draft. So pay attention to that. I think it's worth betting now because those odds will drop and uh, they're not going to go. The, like He's going to be a top 10 pick no matter what. He's a top three quarterback. And uh, he's at 50 to 1 to go first overall. So I'm just saying, if you want to type your money a little bit, 50 to 1. You don't, you don't have to put up a lot, but uh, 20 bucks on that. And uh, you'll, you'll be in good shape come, come, come April. You might even be able to hedge it out. But uh, anyway, that's a great bet right now. Dude, go Washington how, Huskies. You see how much fucking draft picks fluctuate when you get like a week or two out from the NFL draft? You get it on that now. It's a great day. Exactly. Exactly. That's why yeah. the, 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 they, they, they fluctuate so much. So 50 to 1, they'll. <laughs> It'll only go down. Um, but yeah, the I think peanuts, it's crazy. The peanuts will only go down. It's crazy that Caleb Williams is minus 500 to go first overall when he's tied with someone else who's going to be eligible for the draft next year um, in, in the Heisman odds. So it, it's, it's nuts. So that, that's, that's the logic there. You can take it or leave it, but that's what I'm betting. Hell yeah. Love that. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.